You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Well, Richard Franzi is not here today, but I am. My name is Peter J. Brennan. I am the financial editor of the Orange County Business Journal, the most important business publication in Orange County, which has an economy the size of Greece. You probably may have heard of it. It's between Los Angeles and San Diego County, but I digress. Today, we're here with uh, Chris Steely, and I'm really excited to talk with him because he used to work with one of my, my heroes, uh, Tony Robbins, who I really enjoy. I read his book and uh, looked at his seminar, I'm Not Your Guru, on um, Netflix. And so we're going to be talking to Chris Steely. Now, many business leaders are always looking for opportunities to grow their firms. In fact, I think almost all of them are whether it be through new systems, services, or even an increase in social media presence. And uh, there are endless ways to build up a name. And Chris Steely, he's the managing director of GPS Business Group. Now, that's a pretty easy name to remember, GPS Business Group. And he joins us to share how he is using strategic methods to help organizations achieve optimal results and success. Welcome to our show, Chris. Thanks, Peter. It's good to be here. Okay, great. Uh, Let's start with you sharing an interesting story from your professional path to today. So I'll dovetail off what you just said. Uh, lot, I mean, lots of stories. Um, I've got a background of the military stories from that, but the real stories come from Tony Robbins and uh, touring with Tony, going to his business mastery events. And uh, I went to 13 of them in, in, in order, uh, 13 consecutive events. And you're walking on fire, you know, and confronting business leaders that, are, that understand the value of that, taking themselves on literally and metaphorically, you know. It's not about being comfort and comfortable in business. And that's one of the things that Tony talks about is stretching, expanding, and engaging. I mean, lots of stories from watching people have uh, breakthroughs across the fire pit, and they apply those concepts into their business, and then watching their businesses take off. And, you know, multiple countries, it's just been a great journey working with the likes of that guy. Again, prolific uh, guy. And that uh, I'm Not Your Guru show on Netflix, that's actually his Date with Destiny event. That's what it was. It was a recorded Date with Destiny. So, you know, big fan of Tony. I've known him for 25 years, and it was a pleasure to tour with him. So, Lots of stories around that. I'm sure we could talk all day about that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure we could. I've, I've, I've interviewed many people over the course of a 30-year journalism career, and I've, I've, I've been impressed with Tony. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Now, tell me, can you tell us about your firm and why your clients cho- choose to do business with you? So after about 18 years of, of working and getting my education, um, I uh, embarked upon what I call my crusade. And about 12 years ago, it's coming up on 15 years ago, um, I created GPS Business Group as a firm that's oriented toward uh, applying um, unconventional business methodologies, innovating the way people think and engage, and focus on getting results. Uh, my clients choose to work with me because they're, they understand the value of what I call championship-level performance. I excelled in sports, and I take those concepts and apply them to, toward business. So raising the bar and working with people that understand the value of that. And we enjoy challenging ourselves and innovating the way we think and lead. And uh, it's been great. It's an international practice working with uh, folks in, in, in all across Australia, New Zealand, Europe. One of my favorite stories is uh, I worked with uh, a company that's known as the FedEx of Australia in four states across Australia. And uh, we took their, their sales team from where it was and blew the doors off their business over, over the course of a few years. And the best part about that is we used to boat on Sydney Harbor and the owner's yacht. Oh, <laughs> those fun. were the days. How <laughs> fun. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, a company in Australia, and they're, they're like the FedEx of Australia, you would think they would know what they're doing. And what could you come in and, and tell them 
to help them get to the next level. Well, so the, the, the I, I met the owner at, at Tony Robbins event. Again, he's a firewalker. He understands the value of taking himself on. And he didn't know what he didn't know about his business. And um, he was receptive toward the possibility. So we came in and did an audit of his business development processes. And we determined that there's some things he could have been doing differently. So that's one of the things we did is we revamped his sales organization. He had about 25 salespeople. And we came in, you know, did some looking, did some uh, strategic objectivity, set some plans in place. And then over the course of the next year, the, it wasn't necessarily intentional to, to recycle his entire sales team. It was just the right thing to do. Um, so he was, again, oriented toward the possibilities. That's the thing, Peter, in business. A lot of people, I mean, I'm a business leader. We have a lot of, you know, ego. We know a lot. I know a lot. But the successful business leaders are the ones that take themselves on and are they understand the value of that coaching concept, that championship-level performance. And even the best performers on the planet, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, or whatever, they all have coaches, and they're all oriented toward what they can be, not just settling for their status quo. And the status quo not be, may not be a bad thing, but the likes of the, of the company in Australia, he was open toward what can be and what the possibilities were. Well, let's take this uh, owner in Australia. He obviously thought something was wrong with his business, which is why he brought you in. And um, what... Did you look at, when you looked at the business, were there some metrics you established to decide, okay, if we implement this and we're going we're gonna to measure how well we're doing? I mean, was it sales or was it something else? Well, just to be clear, there was nothing wrong with his business. It okay. was wildly profitable. When we engaged, he was about $62 million per annum on the top line. Okay. And he just realized that it was time to grow because basically his father created the business and aired it to him, and his father was still the chairman. Okay. And so I worked with him and his father, and he knew that he needed to stretch and grow and apply new concepts and methodology. So what we did is uh, it was a business development focus. Uh, we did a, some strategic planning and focused on which low-hanging fruit marketing and sales strategies were going to bring in the results. Then we deployed them over the course of the next couple of years. So okay. that's what he did. And by the time we ended up working with him, uh, after about two and a half years of work, they were up to about $75 million per annum. So it was good results, good ROI. Oh, good to hear. I've always wondered about about business, and uh, you always wanted to. I always want to keep up to date with what's happening in business. Because, say, for example, twenty, we can't be doing the same things we did twenty years ago when there was no Google, no Facebook, no Twitter, um, none of this stuff. And so, when you're when you're talking to business executives and they want to know how to stay abreast of of the newest trends going on, what what do you tell them? Well, with technology, I mean, you know, Moore's law, right? The whole hockey stick. Uh, evolution of how things are just increasing at such an exponential rate to stay innovative is almost like you just have to really do your best to keep your finger on the pulse of technology. So I would say whether it be social media or um, there's some prolific authors, they're the gurus, I call them. And that's what I do is I bring all these gurus concepts and read books, uh, listen to radio shows, uh, be open and oriented toward what you don't know that you don't know, especially with technology. And then what I do is I take those gurus' concepts, innovate them, apply them with strategic approaches to get results in business. So, but it's about, you know, just being aware of and, and being receptive toward, again, getting past that ego around, oh, I know so much that there's so much I don't know, especially in today's technologically based world. You know? It sounds like a, a, you have to continually educate yourself on what's going on in the, in the world. Especially these days. I mean, I'm, I'm a reader. I know mm -hmm. you're a reader. Leaders are readers. So make sure you're reading books. I'm reading five books at a time, and it's great to be able to take those concepts and apply them and get results from them. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, how do you judge a book, whether to read it or not? <laughs> well, not by its cover. <laughs> um, honestly, 
I know some authors. I mean, I could probably just spout off a whole bunch of great books. I, I, I get referred to books by people mm-hmm. that I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I subscribe to Audible, so I don't read books necessarily. I just listen to books, and Audible is always pushing me books that they think I might be interested in. Oh, that's but, interesting. But yeah. part of it, too, is just collaborating with other smart people, and mm-hmm. I usually get references to some really good books mm-hmm. by some other smart people. Ah, well, that's great to hear. Uh, we must take an ad, uh, ad break right now. Uh, this is Peter J. Brennan. I've been speaking with Chris Steely, and we'll be back uh, in a few minutes to discuss more great uh, ways to talk business. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. All right, back to Peter and his guest. This is Peter J. Brennan, the financial editor at the Orange County Business Journal. I've been talking with, um, I am still talking with Chris Steely, managing director of GPS Business Group, and that, was that name, GPS, you always know where you're at. Is that right? It connotates direction. So yes. I like to think that we provide direction. Yes, that. okay, very well. During the break, we were just quickly speaking about uh, Tony, and uh, you were talking about, uh, I like Tony Robbins a lot, and uh, I was talking about his book and how I followed his allocation strategy in one of his investments, and uh, I talk to wealth managers all the time, and they say, well, boost up your allocation to uh, to uh, equities instead of uh, so much in bonds. And so I, you were talking, telling me that, uh, well, Tony's, um, um, how, let me have you explain what Tony well, is. Well, he's, he's a successful guy. You know, and he's proven that he knows how to do some things. So what we were talking about was, well, who do you listen to? I mean, Tony's written some good books about allocation, and, you know, we talk about Peter Dalio and, you know, bringing experts like that into the fray. And that's one of the things I like about Tony is he, bring other, he brings other experts into the discussion because he knows a lot, but he also knows that he doesn't know a lot, you know. I'll, fo- I'll listen to that. I'll follow that because he's proven that he's gotten results, and he's where I want to be, so that's why I'll listen to that. But there's, you know. Financial advisors are out there. They're telling you different things. you got to watch out who you're listening to. I'll listen to Tony because I know his style and I know his results. Now, one thing about uh, Tony I noticed is he's um, very empathetic. You really like him when you see him, particularly on Netflix. And I'm the type of guy who is a cranky old journalist, and it's hard to get for people to really like me. And like, and you're obviously empathetic. And, and how do you go about becoming an empathetic person that will help you get business? I would say... So how do you go about becoming an empathetic person? Let's start with that. I like to listen. And honestly, Peter, as you're asking me this, this is an unscripted question. I just care about people. You know, I just inherently want to know who you are as I'm sitting across the table. So I like to listen. And I don't know. I I think I've got this gift of empathy where it's almost like I know how things feel when they, they occur to you. And I've got this ability to be able to manage that state and understand that. And that's just through practice and trusting myself and trusting my capabilities. And then how do you get business because of that? I mean, that's one of the things I love to talk about is if we talk about business development, marketing, and selling, I mean, sales, right? There's lots of ways, you know, 
to, to optimize your capability in sales. You know, there's systems and processes you got to follow. It's all about conditioning yourself to be more empathetic and really full circle, be a better listener in the context of, of developing your business, selling more effectively, and showing that you really do care about your prospect. Because people these days can see through those veils if you don't. Uh, certainly. Can you give us an example of that? Uh, where, where you were empathetic, you went into a company, and uh, you're doubtful you get the gig, but the, at the end, the guy gave you the gig, and you did whatever you did. That, that, that's usually how it happens. Is people hire, They bring me in because of the rapport we established, because they can mm-hmm. see that I do care. They see I've got the background. Yeah, I got the chops. I got the attitude. There's got to be a chemistry as well. I'm just thinking of a story. Um, there was a financial, a guy who owns a wealth management company, again, in Australia. He's based out of uh, Brisbane. And uh, he and I met, and he was very cynical, looking at me. I was younger than him. He's like, who, what's this guy going to tell me that I don't know? And after about 15 minutes, he saw that I cared. And he's like, you know, mate, you're on my team. They brought me on, and we worked together for a year and increased his business and conditioned his sales team to be able to be more effective. So that's one example. He actually called you mate? He called me mate, yeah. Oh, that's, that's quite humorous. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Let me ask you, um, how do you help high-growth biz- high businesses increase sales and profit? So from our perspective, it's, it's really kind of, a, kind of a structured approach toward innovating the way you think. You know, so every business owner has to always look outside of themselves and their team in order to see how they're not thinking and surf the market trends and opportunities. And then you have a, have a broad view of the unfolding dynamics, you know, and, and determine how they're going to apply that. And we have that background from a global reach. Again, we've been, uh, my, my firm and my team has been in 26 countries. So we've got a really good perspective on global objectivity and seeing how it's been done and then get to see how it's, how it can be done. That's through innovation. And then strategy, building a strategy, building a plan. A lot of people are out there winging it, you know, flying by night, you know, so our team, again, we serve thousands of clients around the planet, so we know how to strategize and putting together a structured approach toward achieving results and quantifying the, the results. And then execution, a flawless execution. Without, I've heard this, without courage, strategy is just hope, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to have the courage to execute effectively. So we actually we help uh, 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 business owners develop a bias toward action around doing what it takes. Not massive spastic, spastic action. You hear that the key to business is massive action. I've also heard that activity can be the anesthesia for lack of results. So it's about doing the right things, not things that was working for somebody else. Again, through innovation, strategy, execution, and then striving for results, always raising that bar. You know, what gets measured gets done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, you know, easy to say but hard to do. That's, that's, a, that's a great statement. Um, 26 countries, that's, that's quite impressive. And I'm sure a number of our listeners would like to know, if they want to do business overseas, how do you go about doing it? Overseas? Yes. Uh, well, I, I aligned with an organization, a couple international organizations that had uh, constituent bases around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the director of coaching for the world's largest business coaching company. They had uh, uh, leaders in 26 countries, and I'm the guy who trained them how to run their businesses. You know, mm-hmm. It was a great ride for a few years, and that, that gave me kind of an international flair. And then from there, just surrounding myself with people that were global. I mean, I'm a global citizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live here in Southern California now, but I've lived in Australia. I've lived all over the place. And I'm open and receptive toward connecting with people in those cultures. I've been to China, interesting culture. But I've just chosen to kind of be abroad, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, Aussies call me the Yank, you know, so I'm a Yank. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a global citizen, respective of, of those other cultures. They all have economies. They all have uh, economic constructs that... I've learned about. I mean, I, I earned my MBA, so I learned the basics of international finance. 
at a relatively young age, 20 years ago. And the key has been fun to apply that and kind of parlay that and be open toward how you can align. But the, these days with technology, it is a global uh, force. It's a global with the Internet. The, uh, the international barriers are down. You know, it's easy to go international if you want to. Mm-hmm. But but say you're, you're obviously based here in Southern California, but say you want business in China or Australia. How would you how would a person listening to you go about doing it? I mean, do they advertise in those countries or do they uh, join, like you said, associations that are involved in those countries or associations for your business that do business outside the country? The way I did it was through affiliations with people that have already have uh, established networks. In, like, for instance, China, mm-hmm. I knew somebody who actually had a had a good affiliation with it because I'm all about training and, and business development. They had an affiliation with a training and business development company in China, and I got introduced through that. Um, Hong Kong, again, the Tony Robbins affiliation, he's an international player. So I was able to do business in Hong Kong thanks to that Tony Robbins affiliation. But the key, Peter, I mean, as I'm telling you this, the key is just to put yourself out there. And if you want to go international, affiliate with organizations that are international and engage and network and collaborate. Uh, that's a really good tip. I would think you'd do it advertising, but I think uh, what you just suggested was is a much better route. I think it's more effective than just advertising. I mean, if you're going to advertise, it's got to be strategic targeted advertising. But I like the idea of developing rapport with other people and having them bring you into their into their mm-hmm. spheres. Okay. Now, you, you uh, obviously did a lot of work with Tony Robbins. What, what would you say is the key to his success, and do you copy that success? Well, it's uh, know, knowing who he is, it's his persistence, his belief in himself, and his tenacity. And he had some tough times. I mean, business is not necessarily an easy road. He was he, he pushed through the, the the perturbation we call it, the challenges, and he he overcame. And it's been a roller coaster, um, but he stuck to it. And and that's I, I think what he and I have in common is I know why I was put put on this planet. I know what my purpose is, and that's to serve business. And I am committed to doing that. Oh, that's great. So, that's really great. Yeah. Now you mentioned you were in the military uh, before. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, I spent uh, four years in the active duty Marine Corps as a logistics officer after earning my undergraduate degree, and uh, that was about 20, I got out about 20 years ago, and logistics is the business of the Marine Corps, so I got to run the business of the Marine Corps. Then I spent 20 years in and out of the reserves, uh, having several commands, but I, the Marine Corps is the last bastion of pure leadership, I think, and it was great to be able to put, in, put, put myself into those experiences and continue to raise my bar as well. Uh, so somebody looking to hire people, when they look at a Marine, what should they think? That person is committed toward getting the job done. They have literally been brainwashed to do what it takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's, that's a great way to look at a Marine. <laughs> um, what, what is their saying? Uh, no better friend, no worse enemy. Good point. Once so. a Marine, always a Marine. Too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you t- think of a time in business where a peer executive shared with you an experience and that helped you overcome a challenge that you were facing at the time in your business? Well, one of the things I like to do, Peter, is I put myself out there into groups like Critical Mass or, you know, Vistage or even Chambers of Commerce and get out there and collaborate and cross-pollinate ideas with business owners. So I'm always getting perspectives from other business owners. And it's amazing how many commonalities exist in the context. I mean, tax planning ideas, we all have things in common we have to do in business, marketing nuances, leadership examples. Um, and, and thanks to the, P, the, the peer-to-peer referral ideal, I, I mean, I hired an employee once that helped me establish myself on the Internet. So, And that was all done through a peer-to-peer discussion. Mm-hmm. So, once again, putting yourself out there, putting myself out there, listening, caring, and really being committed to doing what it takes to get results. Okay. And how many employees do you have now? Uh, well, I've got three employees, myself, and then I've got an administrator and then a, a business development guy. It sounds like things are going very well for you. I'm enjoying the ride. It's a fun ride. It's Again, it's a calling. It's a purpose, you know? So. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. Yeah. And if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? So I've got a website, gpsbusinessgroup.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find that handle on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I'll put a plug. Um, on Thursday, the 9th of November, I'm doing a quarterly planning event. And if you want to attend that, you just go to gpsbusinessgroup.com and click on events, and you'll see the event. And go ahead and sign up. We still have some slides and available. And what time and where is the event It's at, at 1 p.m. It's a webinar. Normally, oh. it's an on-site event, but it's for, I've got clients in Australia that want to attend, so we're mm-hmm. going to do it over the Internet. But it's a two-hour event. It's only two hours. Usually, it's a full-day event, but we're doing an abbreviated event, two hours from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock Pacific. And the details are on the on the web page. You can just go to gpsbusinessgroup.com, click on events, and there's a registration site there. Uh, 1 o'clock on Thursday, you said? On Thursday the 9th, yeah. Isn't that like midnight in Australia or something like Actually, that? Actually, I planned it because it's the morning. It's 8 o'clock in the morning in Australia. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, it's perfect great. for Australia. Yeah. Um, now, I I've understand uh, web- webinars are, are, um, are a nice way to uh, generate revenue or generate business. What would you say? Generate in, uh, business, I think. Generate interest. Uh-huh. Um, I love to do live events, seminars. I do fire walks and board breaks and all that stuff, helping business owners come to terms, business owners and their teams come to terms with what's stopping them, push through that, and achieve. And, and you can't really do that in a webinar. And the reason I'm doing this this leverage webinar experience, it's two hours in the middle of the day. Uh, you can do it from anywhere you are. So uh, that's why I'm giving that a go, just trying the you know, leveraging technology. But I, I do webinars as well. It's But there's nothing like being face-to-face like you and I are right now. You, know? uh-huh. you actually do, uh, what do you call it, lava rocks, hot rock? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking on fire. Hot, walking hot. on fire. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. If you've never done it before, you got to try it. I, I'm afraid to burn my feet. I know. We all are. And when you do it the first time, once you get to the other side of the fire, you realize what was there to be afraid of. You're like, well, what can I do next? And then you can take your life on. I've done about a dozen firewalks, and they're just they're, – I see the fire, and I get overjoyed because there's no more fear anymore. So, well, what's the secret to walking on fire without – I mean, can you a, tell a secret? Yeah, well, there's it's physics that uh-huh. as long as your, your, your foot is not pressing down on the hot coal for too long, uh-huh. it will not burn you. So the key is to keep moving on the fire. Oh, boy. So that's the key. Well, that's good advice in business. Next it? time you're on fire, remember that. I, I will remember that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we are, have been speaking with uh, Chris Steely. I use the royal we, but it's actually me. I am Peter J. Brennan. I'm the financial editor at the Orange County Business Journal. Look forward to subbing in for Rick Franzi. Look forward to the next uh, time we can meet. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.